I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Thank you so much again for that theme song from His Name Was Dusk. Nice. You can find more of his stuff there on Bandcamp, and you can always follow the link for all of our theme music right there in the link of every single episode. It is really a jam. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And this time we actually did it different because with the new mixer Uh that the Patreons help us get, I finally got an SD card. Oh, So I was able to upload it. Okay. So now I can just push buttons Uh and then play the themes. I know. Because before we were just doing it, we were like, yeah, and then we put it in later. And you and I have never, I don't think I've ever like locked eyes and listened to the entire theme before. I mean, I've listened to it because I've listened to our podcast before. I don't listen. Well, I know. I don't like listening to my podcasts. You just, it's so weird that you don't like the sound of your own voice considering how much you never stop talking. I don't like the sound of my own voice recorded. (laughs) All you do is record yourself. I know, and I hate it. It's the worst (laughs) thing in the world. I like speaking and I like the sound of my own voice inside my head. Yeah. Like the way it echoes around. Yeah. And it's taken me years (laughs) to get over the fact that that is slightly different. Yeah. It's slightly different than whatever really else here. I'm really intrigued. I, I see a lot of comments on our podcast and also on TikTok when we make them without a voice filter. 
people have all kinds of thoughts about who I sound like. Yes. And they're always different and I love it. Yeah. Well, we got a, a message where somebody said you sound like Jenna Marbles. Oh my God. I almost cried. I know. It made you so happy. It was the <laughs> first nice thing about your voice. <laughs> well, yeah. I always get, I always get. Jenna Marbles is the goat. Yeah. And she is amazing. Hold on. I, take a sip of this. I always get a series of comedians who I like. They're all Bill ones Burr, I like. Bill Burr. Lewis Black. Yep. Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg. Uh, what was the other one I got? No one said Sam Kinison yet when I'm really no. screaming, which well, is funny. Well, this is the young kids don't know who he is. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. But that's, I get all of those all the time. Yeah. Were you is, Sam Kinison for a stand-up thing once? I was Sam Kinison you for a stand-up. You borrowed like my, my beret, right? Yeah, I borrowed I your beret that. and I put on a trench coat. <laughs> it was for a Halloween show. Yeah. And I got up and I had to so... find a Sam Kinison bit that was not offensive <laughs> in 2015. The, all, you, so you sat silently on stage. No, I did I did one about Jesus. Yeah, good. Used his hand like a whistle. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was yeah. always fun. But, you know, if you if you missed the last episode, there have been some small changes. Like I said, we got the new mixer, thanks mm-hmm. to all the Patreons. Yeah. As we've also said before, we don't do shout-outs on the book club episodes, and this is book a book club episode. And we got air horns. We got air horns, y'all. The world has changed for the better because yeah. we have air horns now. We do. We have an air horn. We have lots of different things that we can set up and, and premiere throughout the show. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting to all the changes we've been having made. Uh, but there's one change that I do not like. What's that? Uh, it's daylight savings time. I know. I'm fucking exhausted. I know. You don't I, handle this well. Yeah. And the thing it's is. It's also like Thursday when yeah. we're recording this. And that happened on Sunday. Yeah. And it's been kicking my ass all week. Because yeah. I, it's not so much. Okay. The getting up in the dark sucks. Yeah. But I also can't fall asleep. I'm exhausted all day. Uh-huh. And when I used to fall asleep is now after midnight mm-hmm. when before it was like 1130. Yep. And then I was waking up and it was sunny. Yep. Not not like bright, like super bright, but at least there was some sunlight. Mm-hmm. Now I'm waking up in the pitch black mm-hmm. and I'm not falling asleep till almost 1 a.m. Yeah. And uh, and I blame the government. Oh, great. So it's anyway, literally their fault. It is literally the government's gover- fault. Let's not do this right now. Let's talk about book club stuff. Okay. okay. This is book club. This isn't Pearlmania. This is different, okay? This is... No, okay. That you, you should not be allowed to use that button without permission. I'm sleepy. And I had a whole no. monologue about being no sleepy. I told you cares. I was going to do a monologue about being sleepy. I thought it was over. Then you went into the government. Yeah, that's part of it. Have you not been watching my TikToks? No. Okay. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so book club, real quick, I did want to, you know, do my usual spiel about the library. So last week, or was it last week or the week before we recorded a book club? Whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't remember when you killed all those dolphins. (laughs) I was telling you about how, um, the library had like this book club thing where you like, they make, you can make food. It was like a potluck. Remember that? Oh yeah. I remember you telling me that. Okay. So, of course, I stay up to date on everything that's happening at the library, usually. But again, still pretty new because, you know, we had we moved out here. And I saw that they recently posted on their social media that they have, like, library passes where you can, like, you can sign up for them online and then you get free passes to different places with your library card. Oh, okay. And so they announced that they have passes available at our library free passes to the guggenheim in new york and the intrepid sea thing it's like that big boat in new york in the harbor and i was like yo that's crazy but we're in pennsylvania why are they giving out new york passes shut up so listen 
it was like, I was like, that's I mean, it's a cool idea. I, I was like, like this it. is crazy that they are giving out free Guggenheim tickets. Let me, so like I clicked on it and I was like reading up onto it and they have so many, babe, a plethora of free passes. I wrote down some of my favorites, Tyler Arboretum, right? Okay. Philadelphia Academy of the Fine Arts. You okay. Go see a show. They had all the museums from like here all the way into Philly and obviously New York. And also, they had free tickets. And this isn't just like, I get a library card, so I get one ticket. I have a library card, so I can get four free tickets. Four free tickets? For each of my library cards. So if we both want, we could get eight free passes. Okay, here's the thing. Isn't that crazy? But listen. Okay, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because like, I mean, this is awesome for us. Yeah. But not everyone lives in our library system. No, I and, understand and, that. And, and but but this is the thing, y'all. If you have a if you are involved in your local government or maybe even your library, yeah, there's library money sitting around. Yeah, go use your library. Yeah, as someone who um, knows how things work when it comes to that, the utilization of the library is incredibly important. Every time you take out a book, every time you go in and, and engage in any of the activities. That's how their grant writers can prove they're useful and get more funding. So the way to fund a library properly is to engage with it so that they can prove their value to then get more money from different programs and grants, right? And I was thinking about that when I was looking at this insane thing that they do at our library. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure that not everybody's library had this. But I was also thinking like, this is an incredible reason to get involved at your local library. Like every time I'm on our library's website or at our library, I'm like, I need to sit on the board. Like yeah. if I was ever going to join a board, it's going to be the library. So you can ban them books. No, I'm not going to ban books. I'm going to like just have fun ideas. But wait, the best one I saw, four free passes to the Muter Museum. Oh, right. You need to explain to the listeners who are not in the Philadelphia region. What, okay. Now, you pronounced it correctly, the Muter Museum. I did pronounce it no, correctly. No, I'm saying you did, but a lot of people call it the Mutter Museum. Uh, both are fine. Yeah. In Philly, you just mispronounce things. Yeah. So because I did also think that maybe people wouldn't know what it was, I'm going to read you what their bio says about them. Okay. Okay, so it says the Muter Museum has a unique collection of specimens and objects that reflect the human history of anatomy and medicine. Our collection ranges from 7th century BCE to today, although the majority of our collection dates from the mid-19th century to the early 20th century. Our collection consists mainly of human specimens and medical objects, although we do have some non-human specimens. It goes on a little, but I think yeah. that's where you should end it. Well, the thing is, is the old definition, because they've they've updated it many yeah, times over. Sure. It used to be called, in old parlance, was the, uh, which was just a fancy word for terms, uh, it was the Museum of Medical Abnormalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a Dr. Muter, yep. and he just traveled around, and he just collected any weird shit he saw. Weird shit in from, jars. Yeah, but skulls. There's a wall of skulls. <gasps> the wall of skulls is my one of my favorite things And there. the thing is about the wall of skulls, these are all skulls from the 1800s, mm-hmm. and they still use the medical terms yeah. oh, wait, from wait. them. I have to just interrupt you real quick. Yes. Because my favorite skull, and the thing is about the skull exhibit, there's hundreds of them. And it's in a no photo room, so you're not allowed to take pictures yes, you're not in that allowed to take a single picture. Which I understand and respect. But there's one skull that every single time I'm there, I want to take a picture of, which is, okay, so each skull is like, it'll tell you who it was. It'll yeah. be like, this person was a pirate. They lived this kind of lifestyle. And they'll tell you, oh, this person was, um, you know, a debutante. And this is the type of life they lived. And you can see like, and it, there's ones that have like, they're like broken because they, they were murdered. Yep. So there's like a big gash in their head. Or there was one that had like tattoos on the skull, yeah. which it was wild. 
But so they all have names, hundreds of names and histories and all these definitions about the skulls. Mm-hmm. But then there's this one in like the bottom left that just says idiot. Yep. Which was the medical <laughs> definition back then. I know. But now, but now in 2023, every time I say it, I'm just like in history, just with our context of the word idiot. It's yeah. just like this this idiot yeah <laughs> and a lot of them are prostitutes yeah there's a, a lot, lot of them are prostitutes. prostitute skulls um i went there once with the the dwarf comedian uh brad williams i know i thought you were gonna tell this story yeah no of course you brought it up <laughs> so uh i went there with him and he's he's dwarf he's under four feet tall or maybe he's like right at four i can't remember yeah. but anyway uh he i opened for him he was super nice he was yeah. really cool and he took me in the feature and he's like, I heard about this, this like. That's not how that happened. No. I was in the green room with you guys. Oh, that's right. And he, he was like, yo, you're from Philly. What would you do here? And I was like, I'd eat a roast pork and I'd go to the Muter Museum. Maybe not in that order. Yeah. <laughs> and then you guys went. Yeah, that's true. I forgot you were in the room. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so we went and uh, I'm going with a dwarf uh, to a medical abnormalities museum. <laughs> Oh my God. Was, who was also a comedian who's like yeah. a world famous comedian. He is so funny. He was very funny. We go in and we're we're like walking up and I think it was like it's like fifteen bucks or yeah. twenty bucks or whatever to get in or free with your library card and and so we walk up and the first thing is where you pay the stand is is weirdly tall mm-hmm. like they're behind this very tall desk so they don't even see that he's there so the guy actually has to lean over the top of the desk and go how can I help you and he's like I would like uh, one ticket and the guy's like all right it's you know fifteen bucks. And he goes, oh, there's no discount? And the guy's like, why? Because you're a dwarf? And he goes, no, because I'm famous. So then we, we're walking through the whole thing. Again, it's me and the feature whose name was Roja. Uh, we're having a great time. And mm-hmm. like Brad's making jokes. And mm-hmm. I'm like extremely uncomfortable, but like also like living it up. Because this, this was probably the best show I ever had was just in the fact he got to hang, I got to hang out with him. Yeah. And at one point, we're like standing. We're looking at this one skeleton. And this security guard, he's this old black dude. He had to have been like 63, I want to say. Yeah. But all of a sudden, he taps us on the shoulder, and Brad turns around, and the guy just goes, you better watch out. They're going to keep you. And Brad just is like, dude, you can't say that. And the guy's like, I just did. And I lost it. I was like, lose it. But then we go in, we go downstairs, because it's two, it's it's about three large rooms, yeah. one of which has a, has a first and, and bottom floor, like a mm-hmm. basement floor. So we walk down these steps, we're down the basement area, and they have two skeletons together. And one is a person who had gigantism, and the other one is someone with dwarfism. Mm-hmm. And Brad says, and he goes, this person had the same exact, like down to the medical definition, same form of dwarfism I had. And they told me, I didn't know, there was like 400 different types, like depending on how like the bones bend and all these different things. And I was like, that's so cool. And he's like, yeah, take my fucking picture. And I was like, what? <laughs> And so, like, I'm like, dude, do not get me. He's like, just take my fucking picture. So we did. And then also he looked down. And he goes, oh, she was a prostitute. And I'm like, don't you talk for money? He's like, yeah, I guess we're probably the same. But yeah. And then we went to, we, then we went to, we had an amazing lunch. Uh-huh, yeah. And I mentioned I was a mall security guard. And he said, thank you for your service. <laughs> and so that's my story for that. So, but you have a story to tell us today. Yeah, I do. Um, about this book I read. Yep. And so we're going to take a quick little pause. I thought so. And then we will get into the story. Got it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I can just yeah. hit a button now. 
You like that, huh? I like just hitting the button. You really love upgrading your lifestyle. I'll tell you that much. Hey, you know what? Meeting you was the upgrade. Oh, thanks, Bun. Yeah. So listen, if these I mics weren't a- on, I would never say that. I know. You think I don't know? Okay, wait. I read another book. Okay, obviously. Yeah. So we're doing book club. <laughs> I want to go to bed. And you're like, I got to tell you about a book. Listen to me. What? I read these books. I yell at you. That's what we do. Get over it. Okay. Okay, so this book is called The Girl in Red. Okay. Okay. The Girl in Red. The Girl in Red. What's the book? What's the book about a red tent? Oh. No? You don't remember that one? No. I remember my mom reading that book. Oh. I think it's like a biblical book. Like what? when women would get their periods, they had to go to the tent. What? Yeah. I don't know. What? You want me to read that? That's no, I don't want you to read oh, that. Okay. I just thought, I figured you would know. No. You're like a feminist and everything. I figured uh, you would know about some. I'm not a feminist. I'm a trad wife. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I'm super into trad wife stuff. Okay. I like to um, make beige food without flavors. <laughs> so I thought the best way to introduce what this book is about was the girl I'm, in red. The girl in red. Yep. Is that I'm going to read you a few paragraphs from the begin from the beginning of the book, somewhere in the beginning that I think introduce well what we're about to get into. Okay. Okay. So, uh, let's see. It's this is where it starts. Let's see. Right, he said, shuffling his feet. His eyes darted in all directions, a sure sign that a lie was on offer. I lost my friends in the dark. There were soldiers and we got separated. Soldiers, she said, sharper than she intended. A foot patrol? Yes. How many soldiers? He shrugged. I don't know, a bunch. It was dark and we didn't want to go to camp, same as you. Don't try to act like we have something in common. She said that in her mind. Did you come from the highway? Do you know which way they were headed? Did they follow you? No, I got away clean. I didn't hear any of them behind me. This sounded like something he made up to explain the fact that he was alone in the woods with no supplies and no companions and sniffing around my fire looking for something he didn't have. Red sincerely hoped he was full of shit as he seemed because she was not interested in encountering any soldiers. The government wanted everyone rounded up and quarantined. To safety to safely prevent the further spread of the disease. Red had snorted when she heard that announcement because the fastest way to spread disease is to put a whole bunch of people in tight quarters and those government doctors ought to know better. And she didn't have time for their quarantines. She had to get to her grandmother's house and she had a very long way to go. Is this an anti-vax book? No. Okay. I'm just, we're the government quarantines mm-hmm. okay anything else you're getting from that oh a little red riding hood yes Boy, I forget this, this is bu- a yeah. post-apocalyptic kind of um pandemic okay retelling of little red riding hood okay in which our main character red uh there is a pandemic that starts with coughing and lungs okay and shock <laughs> and um quarantine and she needs to get to her grandmother's house which is far away and isolated in the woods so that she doesn't get put into one of these in uh, air quotes safety camps i have a question yeah so i want to i'm gonna still stick with my my previous line of questioning yeah is this an anti-vax book it feels no. kind of like anti-vax book. it's not anti-vax but her her grandma lives in the middle of the woods like the unabomber 
She's a grandma. What grandma? Grandmas are in 55 plus communities now. Babe, only rich grandmas. You know how much those things cost? No, I don't. I'm going to show you some numbers after this, and you're going to literally be like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to move to the woods. Yeah. We're going to move to the we're woods. We're going to move to the woods <laughs> in case the government comes. No, it's not about the government in that way. Okay. Okay. So now that you, I've introduced the fact that we're talking about a uh, pandemic, Little Red Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. Okay. So our main character's name is Red. And we, the book opens up with her, like I kind of read, there's this, she's at a fire. She built a fire in the woods. And this guy. And so this is like a cold open. Yeah, it's cold open. Cold open. She's just sitting alone in the woods. Mm-hmm. She, is she wearing red? Yeah, she has like a red hoodie on. Okay. It's like her favorite hoodie. So she has a red riding hoodie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we we kind of meet her in this situation where this guy comes up and she refers to him as a coyote because he looks like kind of like a scavenger. Okay. And he's like clearly circling her and wants to attack her. Uh-huh. And so we meet her at this fire. This guy's being real shady. And he tries to attack her to steal her food and or assault her. And when he goes in for it, she actually has an axe, which is like her thing. It's even in the picture on the cover. She's like always holding a little axe. Okay. And she just guts him. She guts him right in the tum-tum. It gets real gross. But she murks this dude. So I'm going to go back to my original thing. Yeah. Is she Kai? I don't know what that is. Remember the guy? And I had the hatchet and I was like, smash, smash. That guy? Remember him? From what? The, the, the viral video from a long time ago. There was that hitchhiker guy. Oh. Remember? And then he ended up like mur- murdering somebody <laughs> yeah, else. No. But he like smashed that dude in the face and it was a big viral video in like 2010. Yeah. And oh. he'd be like, smash, smash. Yeah. And everybody like, did people remixed it? All those different things. Yeah, and then he be- murdered people. Then he murdered somebody. Yeah. But But before that, he was stopping a dude from murdering people, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, well, she she's just about to get attacked. And yeah, no, murdered, I get it, but so... she's got a hatchet just like Kai did. Yeah, I just remember his name was Kai because I was like, "Don't name your kid Kai." Got it. <laughs> Noted. Yeah, I was like, "That's." So tuck that away. Listen, for listen. A while. You want to be crunchy? You want to ride the rails? Yeah. If you don't want your kid to do that, don't name him Kai. Any of our listeners named Kai, he's not talking about you. I probably am. Um. Okay. Unless you're so... a Patreon member, then we love you so much, team leader. <laughs> you're the worst, Alex. Okay, so. Here's what's happening. There is a virus that's spreading. Yeah. And it starts with a cough, and then it gets worse, and people are dying. Uh-huh. I know. I don't know when this book was read. I sh- uh, written. I should have looked it up. <laughs> you I, probably should have. Because I was like, as I was reading it, I was like, huh, a little too close to home. <laughs> yeah. I actually, there were certain parts of the book where I like couldn't read it before bed because it just was like too much. Because there is this thing that happens a lot of times in post-apocalyptic books where um, women have a very specific experience uh, in stories where the world collapses. And so it gets really dark and really heavy really quick. And it's like not great to try to go to sleep with that. Yeah. Go, would you look up? I have good news. The what? book was originally published June 18th of 2019. Right. So, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Justin. So, I mean, like, terrible timing <laughs> for her, for the yeah, writer. Yeah. Terrible timing because nobody wanted to read that for the last three years. <laughs> but 
But the good news is, is that then this is not an anti-vax book. No, it's not. I've been saying it's that. an Illuminati plot. No, god damn it. She's she's telling us. She was no, calling. I it. looked at the author. I know, she did joking. all kinds of books of like retelling of history. Yeah. Which you know I liked. It was like those comic books you gave me that one time. The ones that was like Snow White but a badass. Oh, fables. Yeah. Okay, so like the comic book fables from Vertigo. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. gave me that vibe. So I liked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like that kind of stuff. Okay. Um. Okay. So everybody's getting the cough. There's a virus. And we meet her in this situation. And then the book, for the rest of the book, it goes, it just like each chapter either says before or after. And the before isn't like before times. It's before the moment in the woods where we meet her, basically. Okay. Okay. And so when we go to the before times, it's her uh, trying to convince her parents and her brother that they need to leave their mm-hmm. house and they need to go to their grandmother's house because she is deep in the woods mm-hmm. where they won't be uh you know they'll be isolated enough to be safe until some the virus passes or a vaccine gets found all okay. that stuff and so her family is like no it's not that big a deal everybody's overreacting yeah <laughs> you know as us that have lived through this yeah <laughs> it's just like i was reading it and i was like oh my god yeah so, why do i need to wear a mask yeah very that yeah. literally there was many Many paragraphs. No one in Florida is wearing a mask. She was trying to convince them to put on masks when they were going to like a sporting goods store. Oh, shut the fuck up. She's like, please. And then the mom pulls it down. It was like a whole thing. Anyway, so we meet her family. Mom and dad, don't remember their names. Brother's name, Adam. Okay. And she... She t- she's talking to them and the thing is she's kind of like me she's obsessed with horror movies and stuff like that so she has like all this knowledge based on horror films and like those type of things where she's like we ha- we can't take the main roads there's gonna be so much traffic and like was alluded to the government is requesting that everybody go to these quarantine camps so that they can be kept safe and she's like mom dad brother that's the dumbest shit I ever heard we're not going to some quarantine camp mm-hmm. where the government, do you hear what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's just like, we're not doing that. And so the family is like, no, we'll just get in the car and we'll drive. And she's like, if we get on the roads, the government people that are doing the rounds are going to, you know, find us and force us into the vans. Like we can't, we have to walk there. We have to walk to grandma's house a hundred miles away in the woods. And they're like, you're crazy. So, like, for the beginning of the book, she she's mostly just kind of advocating for this idea. And eventually, they give in. They are like... Do they do they ever say where where this... All, besides America. Yeah. I, it felt very... West Coast, East Coast, no, Midwest. It felt, East, it felt very, like, New Hampshire, Maine. Okay. Very that. Yeah, because I, I just want to put that in my... I, yeah, I want to get that... Because remember, mom, we have... We remember, we have a family friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my family's mm-hmm. friends has somebody who has a bug out cabin. Oh, remember oh, the bicycle lady? Yeah. So <laughs> we we have a friend who has a family member who has a distant family member. Oh my god, you're losing it now. <laughs> I forgot about. I need this. to explain this to the listeners. All right. So again, this isn't somebody related to us. No, not related. Someone related to me though knows someone who has a relation, mm-hmm. and so this has been trickled down. Yeah, right. We never met this person. We've never only met heard this stories. person. We've only heard these stories. But back in like 2018, this person became a doomsday prepper. Yep. And was convinced that the apocalypse is coming. Mm-hmm. So they bought a house, like a cabin, yeah. in Mississippi. As one does. Now they live uh-huh. 
in central Pennsylvania. Yeah. Now they're convinced that when the shit goes down, they'll be able to make it to Mississippi. <laughs> and How are as, there? as, as this person is explaining this to their family member, their family member is like talking to them and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but like, you know, when this stuff happens, like you're going to run out of gas. That's like, a thousand miles or however long it is. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to get there. Like, how are you going to get there and all this stuff? Yeah. And she explained to him, she goes, well, we also bought bicycles. Perfect. So their plan (laughs) is to ride bicycles (laughs) from central Pennsylvania to Mississippi. (laughs) And then she proceeds to start describing this person and she, and how physically unfit they are. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she's like, I'm pretty sure like the bike frame that she bought can't support her. Oh, and like going through the whole thing, so like that's what I'm and picturing. She needs like medicine, like yeah. She, no, she's on heavy medicine, like yeah. all this different stuff. And she's going through the whole thing, and she's like, it just doesn't work. Like you should probably yeah. just maybe vote for people who won't cause doomsday. Oh. And she's like, I don't vote. That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those things where I'm it just blew my mind. I also have listened to Coast to Coast at two a.m. Yeah, I get it. We've all been there. Um, listen, as someone who's ridden a bicycle. Across the state line, yep. across the state, technically, mm-hmm. um, it takes a lot of work. It mm-hmm. hurts, and you you wouldn't be able to do it if you were out of shape. Like yeah, you wouldn't be able to do it if you weren't if you weren't biking regularly. Yeah, like for me, I remember there was one time you and I did something on bikes, and mm-hmm. we rode. I think it was two miles, <laughs> yeah. and I pulled over three times. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I wasn't terribly out of shape. Like, yeah. I was, you know, I had a job where I was on my feet all the time and, like, all the different stuff and, like, yeah. was on my feet 12 hours a day. But just, like, riding a bike. And it, there wasn't that much of an incline. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> where was, we were. I don't but remember. there wasn't that much of an incline. I think we were in Philly and I think we went to a park. Yeah. Maybe and, we just did the loop of Kelly Drive. I, it was Maybe something like that. that. I can't remember what it was. Because I used to do that every Sunday. It was yeah. like my Sunday morning thing. But I remember like dying. Like yeah. I was dying. Mm, I know. You and, I think you smoked a cigarette. I did. Too. I stopped. I pulled over. I had I had like this great big jug of water. Like you didn't even have water. You're like, why do you? Because I had like one of those 90s squirt bottles that you keep in the like carriage underneath. Yeah. yeah. I like pulled this thing. I'm squirting that in my mouth. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm doing that thing where you have to squirt it from a distance because you don't want to take the sip directly from it. And you're like, what are you and we weren't even dating that long. Like, that's when you should have left me. I should have advised the red flag. It was right red, there. Red, red the red flag. flag was my face because I was yeah. beat red, wheezing, <laughs> pouring water in my mouth, yelling, I can't breathe while lighting up an American spirit. <laughs> And so. I was like, we have only gone around a small loop. Yeah. So all of this reminds me of mom, dad, we need to walk to grandma's house a hundred miles away. So oh, wait, I totally didn't even bring this up. Yeah. Red only has one leg. Shut. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's like a whole thing. There was an accident when she was little. She got hit by a car. Uh-huh. And so she has um, a prosthetic metal leg. Okay. From like the knee down on one of her legs. Okay. Is so, it a foot at the bottom or is it like a blade? Foot. Okay. So that does come up yeah. in the story because obviously she can't move as uh, with as much as agi- agility yeah. as, as other people. Well, and a foot can get stuck and then, yeah, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. So, okay. She's trying to convince them and she does. Oh, wait, the reason I thought it was like Maine, New Hampshire, New Englandy. Is because her mom was a professor at a college. Okay. And they kind of described it as one of those like college towns, very like Boston. Liberal arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, like yeah, teaches yeah. Shakespeare or something. Okay. So. Can't teach that, that in Florida. 
Okay, stop bringing up Florida. We're all trying to have a good time, okay? okay. All right. Okay, so uh, she convinces them. So they're like, okay, we're... The, also, you have to know the brother doesn't want to do it. The brother wants to go to the camp. Okay. The brother's just like, fuck this noise. I'm with the brother, honestly. <laughs> the brother's Listen, like... Listen, it's been, it's been rough enough that they're like, it's time for the camp. I'll be like, fuck it. I'm not fighting. <laughs> just fucking... <laughs> can I bring my Nintendo Switch? <laughs> that would be me. Can I make TikToks? Yeah, can I make TikToks in the camp? <laughs> no? No, you took away the TikToks. We ride it on! We ride it on! <laughs> That's when he starts screaming if you can't have the TikToks. Okay, so she convinces them, and then they go into the main town because I said they go to a sporting goods store, yep. like a Dick's type of sporting goods store, yep. because their mom and the dad and the brother don't really have like hiking gear or like backpacks or like any of that stuff. <laughs> so they're not prepared. That's so stupid. I thought they were going to get baseball bats. No. I'm sitting there thinking like, we need personal protection and yeah, defense. That's me. You need a baseball bat. I'm like, how many knives you can know, we carry? You know, but you're like, no, we need like comfortable shoes. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Because the parents are not thinking that this is the end of the world. And yeah, how yeah. will people behave at the end of the world? Yeah. Which myself and this main character have the thought in our minds yeah. of like, we have seen through books, literature, and actual things that happen in the globe today what happens when the end of times comes. Yeah. And especially, like I said, to um, female characters, right? Yeah. So uh, she convinces them, and they drive into town. Beep, beep. They all get in a car together. And the thing is about the character Red is, like, it is so funny the way that she's written because she's written in a way where she is – trying to be the final girl. Do you know the final girl yeah. thing? Okay. So she's trying to be the you, final you girl. You should still explain it though. Okay. Just so for our listeners. For like in books and movies where you have like the, like a Halloween movie, mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis is the final girl. Yeah. She's the girl that survives in the movie scream. What's her name is the final girl. I cannot I completely blanked. Oh I was blanking God. on Jamie Lee Curtis earlier. And now, how? Could no, she? I was sitting there because I thought that she was the first final girl. Yeah, she was the first final girl. Yeah, so typically in horror movies, especially, mm-hmm. and especially ones from the 70s and the 80s, you would have all these other characters. You have five or six teens in a movie. Yeah. The ones who do drugs get murdered. The ones who have sex get murdered. All these yeah. different ones. The ones that have a good time. The ones that have a good time. <laughs> and then typically the one that survives because those form of horror movies were more morality plays yeah. just with a twist to them. When you're watching them, it's typically the virginal pure character is the one that sticks around. Mm-hmm. In this case, the character, we, I don't really know anything about that side of her, but she's one who at least understands that what's happening is worse than everything else. So she's trying to be the final girl. She's not trying to do the stupidest thing. Yeah, Sydney Prescott. Sydney Prescott from Scream is the final girl. Yeah, but what was the actress's name? Oh, um, blah, 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 Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that idea of the one that fights back, the one that, knows to run out the door and gets a weapon. The one that is like not the Drew Barrymore, the one that's fighting back is the final girl. And they always have like weird ideas. And so like this character is written in a way where like, it's clear that the character is influenced by these movies, which is so entertaining to read as someone who likes those kind of movies. So when they get to town, right they're they all have like their windows down uh, in the car and they smell like this awful smell. And they're like, what is that smell? And then the, as they're pulling the car up, they see a huge fire. And they're like, what's this giant fire? Yeah. And then I'm like, don't go near that fire. That's probably a bad idea. Yeah. And then, of course, they get closer to fire, and it's just bodies. 
There's just bodies of people that have died of the sickness being burned in the street. So that's not good, right? That's a bad sign. So then Red is like, listen, we're going to walk to the store. Like, we're going to park the car here before the bodies. But why don't we turn the car around so that it's facing the other direction so we can run the fuck in here? Who's driving? The mom. Oh, Jesus. So... They're like, we don't want to make a three-point turn if there's an emergency. Turn the car around. And I was like, see, this is how I know she That's watched a smart, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, smart yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah. So then they walk past the pile of burning bodies yeah, to go well, to the Dick's Sporting so Goods. Okay. <laughs> and of course, the Dick's is still open. <laughs> it's not a Dick's. It's like just No, I know, but but still. It's not open. Oh, it's not good. Open. It's uh, abandoned. The windows are Well, that's unbelievable. <laughs> we all know that stores don't close during a pandemic. <laughs> this is bullshit. There would be at least three employees Still in there. Minimum wage employees. Yeah. With with masks on, Mm. standing behind the thinnest plastic you've ever seen, being like, Okay, we only take touchless payments, no cash. We're out of change. You have to put on your mask, sir. I can't serve you if you don't put on your mask. (laughs) Listen, everyone's an essential worker. That's what I learned. Yeah, that's what I learned. Everyone is. Everyone except management, they can work Mm, from home. Computers. Yeah. Okay. So the they get to the sporting goods store, which is smashed in like everything else on the block. Okay. And they're looking for stuff. And uh, are the parents starting to get it now? Wait, I forgot something important. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, listeners, I didn't take notes this time. This is all just from. <laughs> this is from her dome piece. This is from the dome piece. And you're seeing you're seeing why she usually writes notes. <laughs> no, I never. I only wrote notes last time because there were so many characters. Yeah, but that kept you. That kept you. That kept you on track because the character you, you wrote well, them in the in the order they were yeah. revealed. There was just so many scientists. And yeah. No, I get it. Remember. I get it. This is uh, one but, gal. Okay. So. So okay. So when they were at the burning bodies. Yeah. Right. The mom was like, oh, my God, this is so disgusting when they got close to it that she started vomiting. And that's when she pulled down her mask to vomit. And that's when the daughter, Red, screams and she's like, put your mask back on because she's like, it's airborne disease. We don't know anything about it. And if you're breathing in the fumes, we don't know what that means. Yeah. And so it's implied that in that moment, that's when the mom gets sick. Okay. Okay. So the mom does pull up the mask again. They go to the sporting goods store. They get the things they need. Um, they see one of their neighbors who's like uh, like coughing blood and there's blood coming out of her eyes. Okay. And it's like super gross. And they're like, we got to get out of here. So they like run out the back door and they get in the car and they speed away. Okay. Okay. So they're all ready to go. And then they get back to the house. Did they get comfortable with hiking shoes? I believe they did. It wasn't elaborated on, but I feel like this is how I know it's New England, though, because they're like we have to get hiking shoes. I'm like, I bet they got Merrells. Yeah, they did. They got Merrells or Keens. Yeah, I'm a Merrell man myself. I know you are because I get them at TJ Maxx. I'm wearing a pet uh, Columbia zip up right now. Yeah, so I'm very, yeah, I know. I'm vibing with you right yeah, now. yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> But like, no, and yet they gotta get those sticks, those walking sticks. The walking sticks. sticks for sure. Yeah, but they have sure. to get they that you know that. The mom was like, oh, I'll get the, the ones that are more like ski spears or whatever yeah. those are called. And then the dad had to get the one that's like a lacquered, yeah. uh, sanded one with I, the leather, with I, the little leather rope I, at the end. When I go hiking out you yeah. know, in the woods around here is like, I there's always one couple that's got them. Yeah. And I'm always like, live, do it. I love yeah. it. They're not going to fall. Did they get bells? There are people that wear bells out there. Yeah, yeah I know, because of bears. You yeah. wear bells to scare bears. I'm and asking. Also, I wear no, no. bright orange because I'm afraid of the hunters more than the bears. Yeah, but in this case, you should just wear red. Um, <laughs> but the I'm asking, did the parents get bells? No, I, they didn't say anything about what they bought. Chekhov's bear. Go ahead. Okay, so they get back to the house. Is anyone in this story bisexual, by the way? How dare you ruin something I was going to bring up later? Oh, really? <laughs> but on page 74... 
It is announced that Red is bisexual. I fucking knew but it. I was going to tell you later. You are fucking targeted. I was going to tell Listen, you later. Your algorithm at this point, funny. your algorithm at this point is just like, is there a woman? Yeah. A little gay. What can I say? Okay. Yeah. I've been targeted. They get me. Yeah. Okay. So um, they get back to the house and they're kind of like, they're like, okay, we're going to leave tomorrow morning. So they're going to pack their things. They've all got like the big knapsacks. They got to pack. Now they're all lollygagging, except for uh, Red, who is like wearing the pack to sleep. She's ready. Because if anything happens, oh she's God. running, right? So <laughs> everybody this? else is lollygagging and like trying to pack photo albums. And she's like, just try to bring light food and water. <laughs> like she's fully that. And um, so, you know, she's getting really frustrated with the fam. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, they're getting. Because they're family. That's why she's getting frustrated. Yeah, it's family. Because they're fucking family. And then they're going to be late. Yeah, they're going to be they're late. They're going to be late for the apocalypse. How are you late for the apocalypse? Well, guess what? Yeah. Um, a really uh, terrible thing happens then. And this, I don't, there's no way to really joke about this in my mind. So. Um, I'll figure out a way. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, um, like I said, at the end of the world, when apocalypse things happen, yeah. people go fucking nuts. Yep. I'm not going to say who, mostly men. And while they're like packing and she's kind of like nagging them to get it together, a truck full of people pull up out front of their house. Okay. And the mom had been upstairs with the dad at this point on the second floor, like gathering things. And they hear yelling outside and she and her brother are like, what's outside? What's going on? And then they hear their mom and dad come running down the stairs and their dad's holding a shotgun. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, because the parent, their parents are like professors. They're not like yeah, yeah, shotgun yeah. people. So I bet it's a double barrel shotgun too, not a pump shotgun. Yeah, because that's a New England thing. Those yeah. old like you got to breach it. You put the two slugs yeah. in. Yeah, not the. Also, mom is sick. Mom did get sick. Okay, and so she's coughing. Everybody is acknowledging the fact that mom might not make it on. The and wall. nobody's shooting her immediately. Okay, so okay. This truck pulls up. Okay. And there's men screaming, calling the family's last name, telling them to come the fuck outside. Because um, the mother is uh, African-American and the kids are biracial. Okay. And they're screaming racist things because they're coming to hurt them because of the color of their skin. Okay. And so it's a very like dark moment. Yeah. Where she is realizing, because they're all her neighbors, like she knows them. They're people that she went to school with their kids. And so Red is faced with the reality of the racism that okay. is happening. And they're screaming about how they're going to like get them because of, you know, let's blame people of color for what's going on. I yeah. don't know how that's their fault. But so the father and the mom they start shooting out at, at them. They're shooting out the window. They're like, they're outnumbered though. There's a lot of people in the truck, like, yeah. a, like a vigilante group of dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, which they all know. Which is so crazy. And the, the parents are like, you need to get the fuck out of here. Like, we know what they're going to do if they get in here. You need to get out of here. And mom's not going to make it anyway. So after a lot of screaming and yelling, the two kids, Red and her brother, run out the back of the house and into the woods. Okay. They're running away. And it is implied that if those men make it into the house, that the father is likely going to... Um, shoot the mother so that she doesn't have to experience what those men would do to her. Okay. Right? And so they're running into the woods and they get pretty far. Can I, real, real quick. Yeah. You were like, I don't know how to make a joke out of this. Okay. 
I've oh, had no. my hand on the soundboard, <laughs> like ready. Yeah. I am very mad that there was not a point for me to hit the rim shot. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's going to say something crazy. And then the mom dies. And I was like, ha ha. <laughs> but like, I couldn't do that. No, I told you. If I hit this button, no. you know how bad that would have been? <laughs> Why did you do it? I know, but I'm just saying like, that's where my brain was yeah. because you set me up by saying, I can't, you, I, you said, you know, I, Mrs. Pearlmania, there's nothing funny about this. And I was like, well, I'm pretty dark. And then like, I, I'm sure I'll find something about it. And then you came in and you were like, here's um, the most horrible thing that could happen because, and it would, yeah, 100% would happen at a level of this level of post-apocalyptic craziness. Yeah. Which we saw in like June of 2020. And I'm like, oh, can't use the air horn. <laughs> Don't use the air horn. No, I'm saying though, Don't I'm saying I can't, no, I can use it now. I can use it now because I need to bring levity to this. <laughs> I need to. Look where you do. You, you broke. These people listening are like sitting in a cubicle. Yeah. Right? Or in their car. Or they're, they're in their the car. Train, or they're on the train. Or they're on the bus. Tra- they're doing, they're living they're their lives. They're washing their dishes. They, listen, they put their hand, they put their, their faith in our hands. Yeah. To entertain them in a way. Yeah. To carry them through. I didn't write this book. I know, but you picked the book. Well, I picked it because it just seemed fun. Like, it would be a Look, good listen, time. Look, it's, listen, it's a good story so yeah. far. I'm not, the, I, everything <laughs> and it's believable. You know why? Didn't have it happen on water. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> this the- is. Where's this, my crystal light? This book my is little this fruit book, punch crystal light. Compared to the water book, compared oh to the mermaid murderers, oh my God. this book is is it makes sense to me. Okay. Oh my God. Stop air horning. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Okay. So they run into the woods. Yeah. And we never find out what happens because they just go north or whatever because they yeah. got to get away. From they never look way. back. They never look back. They're crying. They're upset. Obviously. Yeah. Clearly. And so. Then we're following uh, the brother and sister as they're trying to find their way. Now, again, the brother is being a real brat the whole time because he, he want, doesn't want to do it. He wants a Nintendo Switch. He wants a Nintendo Switch. He wants to go to the government place mm-hmm. because he thinks that that'll be easier. And yeah. like this is dumb. He thinks his sister's dumb. He blames his sister for what happened to his parents because if they wouldn't, if they would have just went to the the camps, yeah, then this wouldn't have happened. Obviously, because the camps so would have protected them. Fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's like th- that kind of fight going on between them. Gotcha. And they are coming up uh, again. They're staying away from highways because she is hyper focused on like these navigation and safety tools that she's learned through watching um, movies. Okay. And she's like, we're staying away from highways. We're doing this. Like she's making sure that when they light the fire that they're so, so much far away from where a town would be. Because they don't want to run into anybody. Because, again, no one's trustworthy at the end of the world. Yeah. You can't trust anybody. Because they can either be sick mm-hmm. or they can be crazy racist mm-hmm. or whatever. Or men. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm saying. So they. I'm not trying to add to the trauma that you're inflicting on people. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not trying to add to the, to the trauma on top of it. Listen, so I'm just listening. I didn't know it was going to be a dark pandemic book. I thought it was going to be a fun retelling of Little Red Riding Hood and I didn't really read uh, any reviews of it first. We're going to start having you read a couple of reviews before some of these books, <laughs> no, all right? I already got new books. I didn't read the all reviews right, right. either. So 
Um, here's the thing. Remember how I was telling you how they were packing their bags and like they were all just lollygagging? The brother was the worst of them. Yeah. Because he packed his bag and then it, we find out that like he didn't pack any food. He didn't pack any useful oh. items. He just like grabbed his Nintendo Switch. And like probably like a Maxim magazine. Yeah. Like he was not thinking. Yeah. So she, I bet he brought like one bottle of water and three tea lights. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, that we can't tell the listeners no, that. no. Listen, okay. y'all, that was an inside joke <laughs> that only this married couple will ever know, and just know that this relationship almost ended over a bottle of water and three tea lights, and neither of us brought those to the party. So that just made it sound even weirder. That really made it sound There's weirder. Also, packets of sugar. Oh remember? yeah. <laughs> so okay, um, we find out that he didn't pack any food. And they get into a fight about it because she did. She packed like all kinds of like dry goods and water. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned she's smart. She's okay, smart. I get it. I okay. get it. She's smart. She's bisexual. <sighs> she's biracial. She One she leg. has a, she's she has a disability. Yeah, she's everything. She checks off all the boxes, and she's the greatest person in the world. And everyone else is fucking stupid. I'm gonna go ahead and assume she just does the right thing moving forward. Well, okay. Am I right? I don't. I don't know. We'll I see. I feel like she does the we'll right thing see. most of the time. We'll see. Okay. So they get into a fight about okay. how he doesn't have any food, and they're yeah. like, "We have to get him food because again, he's like a teenage boy, so he's constantly hungry and he's eating all of her food." So he's like, "What? Like seventeen? Yeah, they're like, "How old is she supposed to be?" Uh, she's supposed to be like eighteen-ish, I think. Okay, like not yet college, but like maybe okay somewhere in that range. So maybe he's like maybe he's like thirteen or fourteen, and she's like seventeen. Is she older? No, I think they're very close in age. Okay, so they're Irish twins. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, so they. Come upon a road while they're walking through the woods, and then they follow it to go find like to see if there's any like stores or anything. And they come up to like a gas station. Okay. And so they get to this gas station, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go inside and see if there's anything left." And so they're like, they go in, and there's there's snacks. There's like Cheetos and beef jerky and those type of things. So he's walking around, and he's just grabbing bags of Doritos, and she's walk grabbing. Beef jerky, peanuts, water, things yeah. like that, granola bars. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I got, um, you know, like Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Like, she's like, I need you to grab normal things. Yeah. So while they're there, they like, there's again this like gross smell. And they're like, what is this gross smell? And they walk, as they're walking around the store, they come upon a body of a dead man who clearly owned the place. He's like behind the register or whatever. Yeah. And there's his dead body. And covered in blood, but he has a huge gaping hole in his chest. Okay. Like, like outwards, like, like open. Like his chest, like a chest burst. His chest burst. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, this is so gross. Right. Yeah. And Adam is like, this looks like his chest burst open. And she's like, no, that's not what happened with the virus. Like it just does this and this. And like. It wouldn't make your lungs explode. Yeah. And he's like, well, it looks like his lungs exploded. Like, look at the way the ribs are broken. Like, this is crazy. And then there's like trails of blood everywhere. And they're like, well, let's let's see if anybody else was walking around. Maybe somebody shot him from behind or something. Right. So, again, they go look. Adam goes looking for trouble. Red does not go looking for trouble. Yeah, because she's perfect. She's like, okay, you don't have to be condescending. I'm not being condescending. I'm just making a point. She's perfect. We get it. (laughs) All right? (laughs) So, they here's what happens. All of a sudden, they hear loud truck noises. And a truck pulls up outside. And it's full of racists? 
Um, okay, the, it doesn't say that they're racist, but they're definitely some type of, like, militia. They're all dressed in the same, like, black militia outfit. Yeah, so they're racist. Okay, not all... Oh, I can't even say that. Anyway, it wasn't described <laughs> if they were racist. It was okay. just that they seemed to be military. Or but at then least, when like, you mercenaries looked, or something? Well, but the militia. at first yeah, yeah. they thought they were military, but then she was looking closer, and she realized that they weren't military. They were just dressed up like military. They're cosplayers. You know the kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know the kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're pretending to be military. So they the, go and they, hide. They're the type that would go on Tinder and be like, I was there on January 6th. <laughs> They're like, we're putting on our khakis and our polos, and we've got tiki yeah. torches. I have refused to wear a mask for two years, but today I will wear a mask to the Capitol. <laughs> yeah, I get them. I get you. I get what you're putting down. So they go and I'm they I'm telling like, you, this whole book's Illuminati. Oh, my God. This whole book's Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. Yeah. Okay, so they go and they like hide in like the back storage room, mm-hmm. right? They're like hiding from them. And these guys come in, and they realize that there's food. They walk around. They see the body. And they're like, they start like yelling at each other about the body. And then some other guys come in and wrap up the body and take it with them. They put it in the truck. And then they clear out as much food as possible. And then at this point, these two sneak out and they go hide in the tall grass because they're like, okay, this is crazy. Because they're all, of course, carrying guns. Yeah. And they're screaming and looting the place. And they're just waiting for them to leave. But again, very aggressive. They're very nervous. She is also nervous about trucks full of militiamen can i make a point real yeah quick? of course uh, at this point they're not looting anymore society has crumbled now mm. they're scavenging oh okay okay got it you're right so they're scavenging but they're not leaving anything for the rest of everybody which is like really rude yeah no, no but i just want to make a point because i remember also, watching where are they getting gas well no i just want to point out though because like i watched cnn in 2006 during hurricane katrina oh, and i yeah. noticed like certain people were accused of looting and yeah. certain people were accused of mm. scavenging from the same store and it was like kind of funny how that felt that came, yeah. came apart. So if they're militia people, they're scavenging. Oh right! All right, See, that's why I, I need you to wrong. be. I need you mm-hmm. to not show your bias. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. I need you to not. This is a non-biased I the, podcast. I took the bias training. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, so, so they they escape this situation. I hope people understand I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. I ho- really hope that people. <laughs> I'm very tired. Yeah. I'm very Daylight tired. Daylight saving time has it's ruined It's kicking him. the shit out of me. And so I'm leaning in hard on irony right now. And it's, I, I just want to let the listeners know. I feel know. like people that have watched your TikToks, listen to podcast, know where you stand. I hope so. And that this is a, what's it called? Not sarcasm. It's. Uh, there's a word for it. Satire? Facetiousness? Satire? Satire? Are we saying things wrong? Facetiousness? I, listen, I don't know. Okay. So they hide in the tree, in the grass, and then the guys leave and they run away and they run into the woods. And they're, they're like scared, obviously. They're like, what? What's going on? Why are there these weird militia guys? Like, they're not the government. Why'd they take the body? Why'd they take the body? Thank you for bringing it up. That yes. was very weird. Yeah, that is weird. It's weird. So then, you know, they're walking through the woods. They're fighting. It's a whole thing. And who's fighting the kids? The, Adam and Red. Oh, get because over Because again, yourselves. Adam is still upset that this is all Red's fault and yeah. he wants to find the military. Have you ever thought maybe maybe Red just isn't a good communicator? Have you ever thought about that? Okay. I just want to listen. I'm just saying I've been sitting here mm. for what am I looking at? 45 minutes now mm-hmm. hearing how all these men are bad. Uh-huh. And red is perfect. I didn't. Nobody said that. I'm just Only saying. You said that. I'm just saying. You're just saying what? I don't know. You're supposed to sit here and listen. Okay. I don't know why you need to argue with me. All right. Me. So they're arguing in the woods. They're arguing in the woods because she's not a good communicator. Oh, how she communicated to her family and they wouldn't listen to her, and uh-huh. he wants to go to camp. Okay. Okay. 
you know, they're going through the woods. They eventually run out of food yet again because they're teenagers and they're hungry. Yeah. And so they come up upon like another small town. And like this one has like multiple buildings, not just a gas station. Okay. So they're walking through it, you know, as quietly as possible. And they find another store, kind of like a convenience store, small uh, grocery store thing. They get to this store and they're like, heck yeah, we're going to get some more snacks. Hopefully those militia guys haven't cleared this place out. And they go inside and um, th- there's food in there. There's there's a, some food, but not a lot. Like it's definitely clear that people have been there. Okay. Right? But like... It's really picked over. They're like, oh, there's only gum at the front counter type of thing. Okay. And they smell that dirt, that gross smell again. And they're like, well, I don't know. Was there another dead body? And so they come up to like an aisle. Like you have to picture you're in a 7-Eleven. Yep. You're standing in between like the candy bars and the chips, like the way that aisle is. And they're completely bare. There's nothing on it. And there's two dead bodies. But the bodies have been moved onto the lower shelf. So somebody picked them up and put them on the shelf, one on each side. Okay. Okay. And they have the open chest cavities again. Okay. And so then Adam is like, oh my God, look at these, these bodies are exploded again. And there's all these like blood trails. And he's like, this is like the alien movie. Like something burst out of these people and then is like walking away. And he's like, you can see it. And Red is like, absolutely not. It is a virus. It's a, just a normal pandemic. Okay. <laughs> just a regular run-of-the-mill pandemic that has collapsed our society and government. Yep. No big deal. All of our neighbors are crazy racist <laughs> militia members now. Yeah. There are no alien chestbursters. <laughs> There's no alien chestbursters. Gotcha. So they're fighting about this. And then they, he's like, I'm going to follow the trail of blood. Again, Adam, why? Okay. So he walks into like this back room, which is like a storage room, and there's a lot of food back there. Okay. So he's like, "Oh hell yeah, let's go. like let's fill up our bags." Again, he stops looking for any like weird alien thing. He's just like, "Well, there's food, so let's yeah, get it." Yeah, he saw Doritos. I get it. Yeah. Listen, he got the taquitos, and so they hear trucks again. Okay. They hear okay. trucks this time. So. They are, they hear trucks and they're like, okay, we got to leave. So they're going to sneak out and they're like, well, we're sneak out. And then as they go out the door, guns are at their head and they're like, oh no, we are caught. What's that? And that's a really great place for us to take a quick little break. Oh. We're back. And so they had guns to their they head. They had guns to it their was, head. It was the perfect place to pause. It, I mean, it does add the drama. The drama. Okay, so they're like, oh no, Skidio, what's going on, right? And again, there's like military guys looking real scary. But they're not real big, military guys. So here's the thing. They are real military guys this time. Oh. So the brother is like, welcome. <laughs> He's like, put your guns down. Take me with you. Yeah. <laughs> He's like clearly just like really into it. And Red is immediately like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. She is like panicked, cornered. It's like she's like she's looking in every direction. She's like, I need to find any moment to get out of here, dude. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to go to like the quarantine place. So she's arguing with the guys because they're like 
you know, they're military guys and they're being military guys about the whole thing. They're like, really get down, blah, blah. And she's not taking any of it. And she's like, who has authority? You know, like, who are you? Yeah. Who even is the president? And they're like, oh, it's, oh, I think like the speaker of the house was the president. Oh, because the president and the vice president have died. She's like, you know how many people have to die before the speaker of the house becomes the president? (laughs) Nobody's in charge. You're not the boss of me. Yeah. And I was like, I love that. Um, so at they, the time this is written, though, that means Nancy Pelosi's president, though. So I mean, Nancy Pelosi's boobs are presidential. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they are like, so Adam starts telling them about the weird bodies that are in the place, like on the shelf, and how they have the hole in them. And the military guys are like, "What do you mean?" And like their whole vibe changes because they were being good natured with them as she was like riffing with them and being kind of a pill. Yeah. Um, and they were like, yeah, like we get it. Ugh. But when they said that there were these bodies with the holes in them in the chest, they were like, um, you need to take us to that right now. They got real serious. So they go in to the store and Adam and the guys from the military are like, he's like this is the bodies it looks to me like something popped out of them like doesn't this look like something shot out of their chest like this is crazy this doesn't look like a coughing fit where your lungs did this like this like how would your lungs be powerful enough to break your ribs like that doesn't seem logistically possible and he's like also there's like this weird trail of blood that goes into this room and the military guys are like show me where the trail of blood goes and he's like okay again adam Yes, yeah, stopping a golden Labrador. Dude, dude, just point and be like, dude, follow the fucking <laughs> you go, blood you're, trail. You're in the you're, you're, it's your job, my dude. Yeah, but Adam is like wants to be bros with these guys. Yeah, because he played too much Call of Duty. Um. Okay, so they walk into the back room to go follow the slug snail or the snail trail. That's what snail I'm trying trail. to say. Okay. Um, of blood, and she's still with one of the other military guys, just like waiting. She's like, I'm just gonna run out the back door, or I'm gonna kick him in the leg and run this way. And like, and she only has one leg. So she, That's she, what I was thinking. I was like, hit him with your leg. Hit him with, you have, him, a, you have a built-in baseball bat. Kick him in the dick with your metal leg. Oh, just that'd kick be good. Him. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, just kick him in the dick with your metal leg, my yeah. dude. But what happens is um, a big explosion happens. Um, and like almost what seemed like a gas grenade goes off. And then all of a sudden there's a bunch of shooting outside and all the people, all the other military guys that were in the little uh, store with them, all go running outside with their guns and like immediate fight. So where's where's the explosion happen? Does it happen outside the store or inside the store? It was something happened outside, and then the shooting started. But there was also gas inside, like smoke inside. Okay. So I don't know exactly how that happened, but it wasn't. I don't think explained. Okay. But because of that distraction, she's like bet. Because, like, the dude she was that was watching her... is He, he, he went to fight or yeah. flight, and he's in fight. And he was like, I got to go fight these people. Because apparently the militia guys are outside. Oh. Because he, what, they, what you uh, gather from Red's perspective is that all the food was gone in the front of the store, but there's still food in the back of the store. So maybe they couldn't fill up the truck. Their truck got too full, so they wanted to come back to get the rest of the stuff. Because, again, these scavengers aren't leaving anything for anybody else, which is so rude. Um, so these militia guys come back and they're going to fight the military because in their militia guy mind, it's the government's fault. They believe that the government created the virus. 
Okay. So there's that. Well, no, listen. <laughs> Don't listen. you well listen. No, 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 no. I'm saying this is how this, you can tell us it's fictional. Yeah. Because they believe the U- U.S. government was smart enough to create it. Okay. <laughs> because they're they're actually blaming the American government for it for once. Yeah. They, there's no. There's no science funding. Yeah. What are you talking about? What the hell are you We're talking about? Funding science here. Yeah. But I mean, like that's that's the thing. We it's gotta like, build a Noah's arcs or something. I yeah. don't know what we fund. Okay. Okay. So, Red's like, I'm making a run for it, and so she goes running to the back room to find her brother because she's not gonna just abandon him, um, even though he wants to go to the camp with the soldiers. And so she goes back in the room. She can't find him anywhere. She's like looking. It's a big room. And yeah. she's looking everywhere. And then she sees like a door that goes into like a basement. And she's like, oh, they must have gone down there. How annoying. And so she gets to the door and leaning against the door sitting down is her brother. Yeah. Um, covered in blood. And both of his legs have been eaten. And like you can tell they were bitten off. And she's like, the fuck happened? What is this? Yeah. And he's like, don't open the door. It was like his last dying words because he's like clearly bleeding out. He's yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, don't open the door. And so like he's leaning on this door and the door is like moving. Yeah. Behind yeah. Like him. something's beating on it. Yeah. But like his body is holding it closed. And she's like, okay. And so she, she's like, okay, I love you. I'm going to go because he's dying. And his last yeah. dying words were, don't open the door. Yeah. And, I appreciate her having watched a lot of horror movies where somebody would be like, well, I got to open the door. She's like, no, I won't. I respect your request. I'm leaving. And so as she runs out of the building, um, you know, there's all this gunfire going on and uh, she's just, she's going to escape it. So okay. she runs away and she runs into the woods. All the military guys are fighting the other guys, all the guns, all the things. And she runs off into the woods. And so, you know, the car- she's sad. Because her brother died, her parents died. She's yeah. all alone. Yeah. Um. She feels really guilty because again, her brother blamed her, and so she's internalizing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's also really scared because there's militia guys that are fighting military guys. Like that's yeah. not good. Um, who are stealing all of the food. Yeah. Right? And like, I don't even. I am like, <laughs> I'm so against the specific way of thinking that it hurts my brain. Like when I go to the grocery outlet, which is like the discount grocery store near our house. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll see a good deal. And I'm like, oh my God, this loaf of bread is only 99 cents. And the first part of my brain, the bad part of my brain is like, buy all of it. Buy yeah. every single one of these. Mm-hmm. You need 20 loaves of bread. You create, They're a dollar each. You got yeah. this. And these are gluten-free these breads. Are gluten-free and they breads. cost $9. But then, well, maybe not bread because if it was gluten-free bread, I might do it. But like... Any type of food product or like things like I'll be like, I'll say to myself, okay, buy what you need and leave the rest for other people that could use a dollar loaf of bread. Like this is a deal that we all deserve at this point. Mm -hmm. And so like I don't overbuy things because I want to leave some for the rest of people. Which is why we're broke. Which is why. Wait, that's why we're broke? (laughs) That's why we're broke. I thought it was because, um, like, so many other reasons that I don't want to get into during book club. (laughs) No. (laughs) But, but no, I mean, this... But it's like that selfish... No, no, I I completely understand. I completely understand what you're... You don't want want to steal from the rest of the community. Yeah. But also in this... I want to steal from rich people. Yeah, yeah. But in this case... But in this case, it's now true deep survival... You know, but that's situa- not survival. No, 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 no. But, but I know I'm, I'm saying though. Yeah. There's a different mentality, like the toilet paper. That this is toilet paper writ large, and now it's food. Yeah. Like it's the same thing, and we so we never and, did toilet paper because we have a bidet. But also the other part of it though that that you're leaving out in your mind is that 
one, you're assuming that someone else will come by. Yeah. And two, this is now a cashless society. There yeah. is nothing. Yeah. You're going to be down to bartering what you can carry. Yeah, exactly. In this situation. So these guys who have trucks are like, I'm going to put all of this shit in a warehouse on my, you know, in my compound. Yeah. Type of shit. Like, like I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. But also if they're trying to create a post post apocalyptic mm-hmm. society. Yeah. This is how you are the king. <sighs> so she's walking through the woods. It and if is- it's New Hampshire, like listen, if it's New Hampshire, if these are a bunch of guys who hang out with fucking Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. who lives up that way or Maine or wherever the hell where this is set. Yeah. And they're all sitting around wearing their fucking flannel shirts most of the time drinking Sam Adams beers and now society has collapsed and there's weird mm. monsters bursting out of people's chests clearly. Yeah. And now they're all wearing uh black fucking speed suits yep. with pockets all over it yeah, as they run around with, with the AR 15s that they love to tell people the AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. Mm-hmm. And clearly you don't know what you're talking about, but also look at me. I was right to keep this the entire time well, because now there's bursting things coming out of chest no. and Nancy Pelosi is president somehow. Um, Listen, all I'm saying is that dude yeah. is going to steal all of the snacks from the circle K yeah. and he's going to take it to his compound mm-hmm. and he's going to wait for women to show up. Ah, uh, well, maybe he won't wait. There it is. All right. So also there could be 30 to 50 wild hogs. You got to look out for those. You could. And <laughs> them's good eating. <laughs> so, um, she's walking through the woods. Can I tell you what I've been picturing this whole time? Yeah. How we would be traveling with our 140 pound dog. <laughs> I'd ride the dog. <laughs> yeah. He's a little moose. I made a really bad joke the other day that I got a big groan. What was it? Uh, in a in a professional setting. Oh. When the when they were having all the, the bank issues, yeah. right, and it looked like the all the economy was collapsing, mm-hmm. I turned to someone. I said, "This is why I got a 140 pound dog." And they're like, "For protection." And I said, "No." <laughs> and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "I can eat for like a week and a half on that." <laughs> And they just looked at me. I'm like, what do you got? Two cats? <laughs> Idiot. Enjoy, enjoy your one week. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? I was like, literally, I'm watching the economy crumble. Nobody, Calm down. Not that nobody. A lot of people don't get our gallows humor. No, they don't. One time, I was at a work thing last week, and I made a joke to somebody, and I was like, oh, never mind. Like, I didn't finish it. I was like, oh, never mind. I have dark sense of humor and they're like well what do you mean i was like i have like really gallows humor sometimes and they're like what's gallows humor and i had to explain the gallows yeah (laughs) you had to explain it's the thing they used to hang people from i had to explain what gallows humor was and i was like oh man yeah (laughs) so like if my joke wasn't gonna land then not only did i have to explain the joke i'd explain what that type of humor they didn't know what gallows humor is just tells me that they yeah you know how it is all right okay so we're walking in the woods we're walking in the woods it's starting to snow this is not good yeah so we're you know she's struggling to survive she has to like stay off the roads but she's still managing and she comes upon two little kids gross Okay, so there's two little kids, like a uh, five and eight year old. Yeah, little boy, little girl. It sounds like a trap. That's what is her brain. She's yeah. like, this is a trap. Yeah. Somebody's leaving so that these little kids will be like, oh, let me help you, and then it, you know, you're gonna get trapped. And so she's she goes off. How to many the, days is this at this point since society collapsed? Um, since okay. her parents. How many days since, since her, her parents? parents were looking at about like. Two weeks, I think. Okay, so yeah, so we're in full on straight up apoc- post apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, 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 or or mid apocalypse. And but like also, it's noted that like her the where they lived 
was like outside of a main city center, like far outside of a main city. So like in like New York, people were experiencing this much faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where they were in these like it's not suburbs, it's what rural. So like rural New Hampshire, yeah, they weren't seeing the side effects, which is why they were being like, no, it's not that big a deal. It's just the news making a whole thing. Yeah. So they're on a delay. Because they're so far away. So from you mean to tell me the pandemic hit New York hardest, fastest, and first, and the government ignored it? I mean, maybe even made it a campaign thing. Yeah. Okay. I do think that could happen. That could happen, but I don't know if it did. I've never lived through a pandemic, so what would I know? Mm. I'm just blocking it out. Okay. <laughs> I'll ask the whales if it happened. <laughs> um. So they come up upon these little kids, or she comes up upon these little kids, and they're not a trap. They're two little kids that ran away from a bad situation because their mom got murdered in a Walmart because some guy was demanding like prescription medication, and the Walmart had run out of it. And so he got mad at her and shot her. And I was like, believable, honestly, <laughs> that like somebody would be mad at a Walmart employee and then hurt them instead of being like, maybe it's management's fault. You know, or it's the apocalypse. The mom was the pharmacist or she was just there. I think she was just a Walmart employee. Like, I okay. think she was just like yeah, kind yeah. of the one running the eight registers. Probably. Okay. Um, and the dad had died of the virus. So these kids ran out into the woods cause they were nervous. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. And so they're just hiding and they're dirty and filthy. And she's like, I'm going to help you guys. So they're Hansel and Gretel. They're Hansel and Gretel. Um, but no candy house. And so, she, you know, she they're very skittish. They don't want to talk to her. Stranger danger, which respect, understand. Yep. But eventually she's like, listen, I, oh, right. I totally forgot this. She actually found a hunting cabin, like somewhere in this. And she spent a night in a hunting cabin. Why are you rolling your eyes at me? They can't I'm not. See. I'm just, just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so, you said this one was going to be short. Um, All right. I still, yeah, listen, I just have to come under two hours, right? <laughs> Um, okay. So she had found like this hunting cabin while she was out walking. And so she found out it was like, nobody was in there. It was covered in dust. It was fine. So she slept in there one night and she loved it. Cause it was like a warm bed and it was filled with rations. And so like she ate food, she had like peanut butter yeah. just living. And one of the things she like took all the food out of there as much as she could carry. And she took like spaghetti, dry spaghetti and a, jar of pasta sauce okay and so like that was one of the things she took and so she was telling the kids she's like listen i have spaghetti you want spaghetti we could build a fire i'll boil water we have spaghetti and the kids are like stranger danger who spaghetti yeah i'm in and i was like yeah again reading it i was like relatable relatable content okay <laughs> immediately i'm hungry it's been days you're gonna offer me spaghetti who needs stranger danger at this point so you know the kids become part of this like her little traveling thing that's happening and they do, they eat the spaghetti, and they, she has a tent, because again, she's good at packing, so they all squish in the tent. This is all still before the fire. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before the fire. The, the very beginning of the book. This is after the fire. Okay. The fire was when they were going to buy hiking gear. No, no, no. Oh. The fire from the beginning of the book oh. when she's sitting by the campfire this and is there's after coyote. That. This is after the coyote guy attacks her. Okay. Because yeah, you established at the beginning that there's a before yeah, and after. Right. Yeah. And then you've never talked about it again. So I'm a little well, confused. Because the whole time, every chapter goes before that fire, after that fire, before that fire, after the fire. Well, I'm just going. You're going in chronological order, but yeah. the but the book jumps back and the forth. The book jumps back and forth. I can't do that. I may have ADHD. I should probably see a doctor about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't do that. Maybe you should have taken notes. Uh, you know what? What? This is my book club. And if I want to do it uh, willy-nilly, free range from my brain, that's what we're going to do. Okay? <laughs> should have never given you buttons. Yeah. Okay. So um, they're walking and they come upon yet another tiny little town. They were walking for like two days and the kids are hungry. They're, you know, upset. It's a whole thing. And they see this little town, but there's like militia guys that are monitoring the town. Okay. Okay. And so they're, you know, they're in the grass kind of like on a hill kind of back away from it watching to see when they're going to leave. And so it almost is described kind of like a cul-de-sac, like nice houses kind of, Mm -hmm. but like a little bit tighter together, not like five houses in a cul-de-sac, like maybe 10. Okay, I get you. Smaller houses, but nice. Um, And so she sees these guys and the kids are like, why can't we go? Like, it's been three hours. We've been waiting. And she's like, they're there. We can't go. We have to wait till they leave. So eventually they do leave and they run down there and... The kids are like, oh, let's go into these like nice houses. And she's like, no, we're not going to the nice houses. They've definitely been picked through. They're definitely not safe. Um, but there was like one kind of like uh, janky looking house with like oh, boards on the door. Like it looks dirty. Like it needs a power washing. You know, the dirty house. Yeah. And so she's like, let's go in that house. And they're like, why would we go in that house? And she's like, because nobody's going to pick that one. And so they go to around the back of the house and they're going to break a window to get in. And right before they break a window with her ex, um, the there's a guy, and he's like, "Please don't break my window. There aren't people that fix windows anymore." It's a fair point. Fair point. Windows cost money, and we got no one. So to that guy's still living in the house. That guy's been secretly living in the house the whole time, and he's an older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way he's described is kind of like um, I pictured him as the little old man from the movie Up. Gotcha. Okay. And so he's like, do you guys want to come in? They're like, we're sorry. We're going to break a window. We're just really hungry. Look at these kids. The kids are hungry. And he's like, she's like, how have you gotten, how have you been here without these guys finding you? And they're like, they never come into my house because it's so run down. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And so they go in there. Everybody's hyper suspicious of this little old guy because you don't know. Like he could be the guy, the leader of the militia who's just living there and pretending he's a sweet old man. So the the whole time we're meeting this character, everyone's suspicious. I'm suspicious. You're suspicious. The kids are suspicious. And it turns out it's fine. Um, So they stay there for a couple of days. Uh, He has a generator that when he sees that he has timed the militia guys. So whenever they leave, he turns on his generator and then he has like hot water. He could see his electric at that point. So he like boils water. They like take, you know, uh, baths with 
boiled hot water and like all that kind of stuff. So they're eating, they're sleeping in beds, they're they're cleaning themselves. They're all like really excited about this situation. Yeah. And um, during this process, they're you know she's still like we can't stay here. We have to get to my grandmother's house. Right. Focused on the goal. And but they're still monitoring these guys. And one one night they're there. The militia guys are actually doing rounds. And they come really close to the house and everybody panics because they're like, oh, my goodness, what if he comes in or like one of them sees our shadows or something? And but she like she gives them all nicknames like the skinny one, the toothpick guy or like because she's like trying to remember what they look like for any future need. Um, But they don't come in. It's fine. And then she comes up with a plan. She's going to go out and see there's like a target, like a like a target target. And she's going to go there and see if there's any sign of life near there. Maybe go in the building, maybe not. But she also just wants to see what happens when you pass this main road. But she's going to go alone. She doesn't want the kids to go with her. She's yeah. just going to go check it out. Um, and so that morning she gets up like super early, like 4 a.m. And she's she's like, I'm going to sneak sneak out yep. I'm gonna cross this big major road to see if there's government if there's militia like she's trying to see if it's safe for her and the kids to cross and so she gets over she gets across and um it's it seems okay but there is some signs that like there's been people around so she's like i don't know we might have to go maybe like two miles west and then cross the road just because this target is like a little too much busy. of a target too much of a target and as she's like planning on heading back she's like okay i'm gonna sneak this way and i'm gonna head back to the house where the old man and the two kids are um she sees the militia guys walking up towards her now they're pretty far off but she sees them because obviously they're dressed in all black and she yeah. looks like and they have the little girl that she's been traveling with and she's like oh no because again it's implied and everyone's knowledge of any post post apocalyptic book what happens to girls and little girls in these scenarios right so she's in a full panic and she's like i have to distract them i need to get her out of them their grips right like we don't know what they're gonna do i have to get her out of the situation and myself and there's three guys and then the little girl and the girl's crying and screaming and they're they're kicking her and pushing her and telling her to shut up the whole thing and the so then she like makes a plan to like hide behind a hill kind of and then she jumps and the skinniest guy he's like the one that i said that she called the toothpick when they had walked by the house before she gets him right in the neck what is this this is the word the for carotid this. artery the carotid artery she she gets him with the axe in the carotid artery right okay i forgot she had an axe yeah, yeah okay. she the axe is the main thing right so she gets him because he's closest to where she was hiding and he's also the one that was holding the girl, like, by the back of her shirt, yeah. by her neck, right? And then she very quickly, again, agile, 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 she very quickly gets the second guy, same thing, right in the neck. Because she knows she has to go for these kill spots because she can't have them fight her back. Because, again, she's one woman against these three men. Now, the third guy, he has time. Because, like, the other two guys, obviously, she sneak attacked. But the third guy turns around and sees what's happening. And he kind of lunges at her. There's a fight, but she inevitably, like, she axes him, like, a few different places, but gets him in the crowd artery. And I think, like, the one that's on your thigh, yeah, also yeah, yeah. the similar one. And so she... She, hit, she hits a couple main veins. She gets, she, she gets him, right? Now, one of them tries to get back up. She slams him in the head, crushes his brains in, the whole thing. 
And the little girl's like, he's dead. Stop it. And she's like, she's just like masses just going. Because again, adrenaline. Yeah. She's terrified. She knows what's going to happen if she doesn't kill these three guys. And so she grabs the girl and she's like, we got to get out of here, but we have to hide the bodies real quick. So she's like going to push the bodies into the ditch at the end of the Target parking lot so that nobody will see them. I mean, there's obviously going to be blood, but like. But there's blood everywhere. There's blood everywhere. It's yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so she's like going to move them and then military trucks show up, like real military, like just like trucks and trucks, like what are they called? Hummers? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. all of them come up. And it's the same guys that she had been in that like um, 7-Eleven with. Yeah, where her the, brother died. Where her brother died. And specifically the one that had been giving her a hard time that she kind of ran away from. And she's like, nice to see you again, Lieutenant something-something. And he's like, so uh, what's going on here? Because, again, she's standing here with a, holding a, a little girl, and there's three dead bodies, and she's holding an axe. Yeah. Oh, wait, I forgot something. Okay, before the – back up, back up. Oh, my God, rewind. Before the military gets there, um, the skinny guy, right, he – like, he, she she had described him as, like, skinny, fat. Like, he's skinny, but he's got, like, a tummy. Um. So after she, he's laying there dead and she's like going to push them into the ground, into the end of the parking lot. And as she's doing that, she sees like his body rumbling and shifting. And all of a sudden, this thing bursts out of his chest. And it's like this goo monster that like, I, the way it was described is kind of like blood slimer, bloody red slimer, but it's got crazy teeth that are like like a circle saw like like that yeah so it's got crazy circle saw teeth so uh, so he's <laughs> infected by the mucinex man yep but red yeah but i'm saying like they're all that's that's what's killing everyone so that burst out with was yeah ah, and then is like just like like snailing out gooing out after it's like it bursts but then it's slow for a minute but then it's like it sees her, because I guess it has eyes, and then it's going to attack her, like, right at her. And so she hits it with the axe again. But she kind of, like, hits it with the axe and slams it into the ground, so it's, like, stuck in the ground, but it's still wiggling. Okay. It's still wiggling. And that's when the military That's up. when the military shows up. Okay. So the military shows up. We got this wiggly stomp monster with, with sea salt teeth, or whatever it was called. Yeah. And her axe is in it, three dead bodies, and the little kid. And they're like... We we met you at Seven Eleven. What's what's going on here? Yeah, um, and she's like, uh, so what is what is that? And like, we can't tell you it's classified because again, these guys, then the military guys see the thing with the accident and the blown out body chest, and they're like, oh, so they like put on hazmat suits, like they're just like, oh, they get into hazmat suits, and then they're like, they have like the special little box thing that they're gonna get and like all these supplies, and she's like, what uh, what are we doing here? What is this? And he's like, we can't talk about it. it's classified. And she's like, what's classified? There's no government. What the hell is going on? And he's like, he's like, well, it's a, you know, it's like a thing. Like, don't worry about it. And she's like, is it the virus? And he's like, no, no, it's not related to the virus. So what's happening here is the Venn diagram, we find out, is that there is a virus. There's a pandemic. But also, there was some type of government experiment that did go wrong. And it turns out the military was hiding this government experiment on some type of weird mucinex monster that uh, got loose in a lab. Okay. And somehow got into humans and then burst through their chest cavities. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so we learned that. 
and also that like the axe didn't kill it so then like the guys the military guys had like a special thing to kill it and then they try to tell her that there was like a vaccine for the virus and she's like there's no way there's no electricity how could scientists find a vaccine what are you talking about right and so they're like listen these guys that you maybe killed and she's like covered in their blood they're like we're not gonna say you did it but like eh, maybe you did it and they're like are they part of this militia we've been monitoring this militia because you know they're killing people they're kidnapping girls and women they're stealing all the food like we've been monitoring them and she's like yeah i was i've been we've been watching them you know because we've been hiding out i'm not gonna tell you where we've been hiding out but we've been hiding out and they're like kind of over this way and we think they're over here based on like the thing she had seen while she was moving through the woods and they're like bet 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 so like the military like is like listen you go do what you got to do we're gonna let you go because she's like i'm not going to quarantine camp like it's not happening yeah and they're like you're fine okay clearly you're fine so they drive off with the body and the goo monster and they go to find the militia guys who are being terrible people and then she goes back to the house where the old guy is and finds make sure that the little boy is okay everybody's reunited and then um book the chapter ends and we find out they're walking up on the grandma's house and then they get the grandma's house and that's where the book ends that's it that's it that's it that's it that's where it ends that's really how it ended that's that's where it ends yep so we find out that there's mucinex monsters Uh uh-huh there's the 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 government militia military is probably going to kill the militia mm-hmm. where was the wolf is that the coyote oh no i told you uh or no maybe i didn't explain this well whenever she's describing the men attacking her she describes them as wolves in the like wolves in the wood like the military guys are wolves so like the first guy that attacked her she described him as a hungry coyote and then like yeah when i remember she saw that the part. militia guys she describes them as like these wolves who are trying to hunt and attack people so the metaphor is the metaphor the men, is that men, men are, are wolves. wolves yeah okay sorry because inside every man there's two wolves no <laughs> we should have never gave you a button i've been sitting here you listening to your depressing ass book with this whole string of sounds, yeah. I was ready to be in here just like, <laughs> I was so fucking ready the whole time. Yeah. And you're like, no. Okay, well, wait, ready, ready. Did, oh, you, did you have to drop lines like, well, you know, you know what men would do to a six-year-old girl. And I'm like, come the fuck on. When it was you- in the book. I didn't write the book. <laughs> I wanted to hit that button. Okay. Read a book where I can hit the fucking button. Oh. God, I can't just pick books that help you hit air horns. Wait, maybe I could because I love air horns. You could totally pick a book. Yeah. You got to pick a book. Well, number you already, one, you already know the next book I'm reading. No. You this picked is, it out. I, I picked out based on a cover. Yeah. All right. I don't know what the book's about, but here's the rules. Yeah. I want a future book. Maybe not the next one. Mm, okay. Okay. Number one, mm. uh, no bisexuals. <laughs> Why do you have against bisexuals? I don't. It's just a trope at this point. All right. Nobody's bisexual. Uh, there are people that are bisexual. No, but not. Listen. I have to find a cisgender, no. heteronormative no. book. No, I didn't say that. Oh, I can go the other way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I just don't want to be yeah. bi. All okay. right. Because you know why? You want them to pick a side. Yeah. Listen, I'm bi. <laughs> I'm fucking fine with it. But I'm not. When my character, I want my characters to be a little bit more black and white on this one. All right. <laughs> I'm just tired of all the fucking bisexual lighting that all these books have. Okay. All right? Number mm-hmm. one. All right. No bi. 
Okay. Number two. What's number two? Number two. Yeah. Uh, it, it, everything's nice. <laughs> everything's nice. Everything's nice. Okay. Everything. I'm writing it down. Oh, he's writing it down. Okay. Everything is, is nice. nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Number three. Yep. Number three. I'm listening. Reasonable <laughs> men. <laughs> okay. Okay. I need. Where you didn't find me a book. Okay. That has at least, mm-hmm. at least three reasonable men. No. Okay, that's the opposite of that thing. Yeah, the Bechdel test? Yeah, it's the opposite of the Bechdel test? Yeah, find me a book with three reasonable men. <sighs> Baby, the Bible doesn't even have three reasonable men. No buys and a nice time. Yeah, I know. The Bible's a shitty book. I'm fucking... Oh, that's going to end up being a button. <laughs> just hit the button. It's just like, the Bible's, the Bible's a shitty book. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I Okay, this seems like a really big ask. I think it is a big ask. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the listeners will know. Yeah, listeners, let me know. Oh, listen. Um, I started an Instagram for the book club. Yeah. It's Mrs. Pearlmania. Isn't it Mrs. Five, dot Pearlmania 500? Yeah, Mrs. Dot Pearlmania 500. Yeah. Like when you write Mrs. Pearlmania, there's a little period there. And I've been putting all the book club stuff on there. Yeah. And so, listen, comment. Let me know if you know of a book where there's um, no buy people, um, everything is nice, and there's three reasonable men. Um, I don't think it exists. I'll find and it. And I don't think it's, I don't think buy is the problem in this scenario. It's uh, the other two that really make me think that book doesn't exist. You, you don't think you can find a book where everything is nice. Uh huh. And that there is three reasonable men. Yeah, I don't think exists. You don't think it exists? No. I'm going to start looking around. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to start we looking. We can go to the library this weekend. We'll yeah. ask a librarian. We'll ask a librarian. If I walk up to a librarian, I'm like, I need a book that, number one, has no bisexuals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they're going to be like, okay, oh. I have a lot of those. That's a weird thing to say. But, and that doesn't mean I don't want gay or trans people in the book. I'm yeah. just saying nobody's bi. <laughs> All right, it's a cop out with these writers. All right, okay, that's that J.K. Rowling bullshit yeah. where they pull. They're like, oh, by the way, because this whole thing, you the, the whole story you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Like, by the way, she's bisexual. They threw it in there just so that way I could check off something. All right, number two, mm-hmm. everything is nice. Everything is nice. Okay. All right. All right. And you know what? Let I'll put an addendum on that. We'll make everything is nice just a little bit easier. Okay. Okay. Here's it doesn't have to. It's just the apocalypse never has to be mentioned. Oh, how about that? Can we go with that? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that that to me. Okay, now go to the third listen, one. Listen, in the world we've been living in, yeah. living in a world where, there, where I'm just not thinking about the apocalypse would be great. Yeah. Okay? I've, I don't know what that world's like. I've never lived That's in that world. That's why I didn't like reading this before bed. I was like, it's too close to home. Yeah. I don't like it. But I'm, I've been like. I want to read about killer mermaids, which is really cool and reasonable. And number three. Three reasonable men. Because your last book didn't have it. They had the boyfriend. Uh-huh, yeah. The shitty boyfriend. Yep. Mm-hmm. The shitty rich kid. Yeah. And the shitty, uh, whatchamacallit, guy. That's the why hunter I picked number guy. three. No, not just the hunter. The hunter guy was reasonable. Oh, the the guy that was like bionic? No. No, oh. the guy who, uh, the guy, yeah, yeah. The guy the guy from the fucking movie studio, from yeah, the horror the movie Blackwell. studio. Yeah, mm, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just saying this is a big ask to put out there. But okay. I'm willing to to try but I, oh, like I, said, I remember number four. No, not oh no. God, number no four, uh, it's an easily it can easily be sold mm-hmm. as a vehicle for Chris Pratt. 
No. Right. <laughs> Boo. He's the worst Chris. I know. We don't want any Chris Pratt. All right. All right. So that's been our episode. Yeah. That was my book club this um, week. By week. I don't know how these It go. is shorter. Uh, yeah. By we got a minute and a half. We got an hour and a half. Yeah. I, uh, there was a moment. I was like, how much longer? I was because it didn't seem like you were coming up to the end. Yeah. It really didn't seem once the, the chest burster. Yeah. That's how the kinda, book just kind of ended. Yeah. It was like chest burster. They get to grandma's go- house and grandma's there. They didn't even tell you grandma was there. Oh, they just get to grandma's house. They get house. to the grandma's house and they're, so they're like on the hill the and they're about to go down. Yeah. They're excited to open the door. Yeah. And inside it's full and of then, wolves. Okay. But they didn't. It was just like, that's it. And I was like, all right. Well. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, that's probably how that so, was gonna go. So I mean, did, other than all the things that it didn't hit in your list of four things. No, I liked it. You liked this? Yeah. More than the mermaid book? Fuck that mermaid book. Oh my god. I liked. Listen, so far we've done three, right? We've yeah. done Blood Train. Love Blood Train. Yeah, yeah. Blood Train was was a thing. Uh huh. I had no notes really for Blood Train. <laughs> no notes. I had none. Yeah. No notes for Blood Train. Okay. The uh, mermaids. Yep. Fuck them. Okay. I honest to God, so you, I, okay. I hate that book. <laughs> you didn't read it. I don't care. I had to, I had to live it. <laughs> okay. This? No, it's fine. I was making fun of some tropes through the book. Yeah. There's definitely some tropes There's in this book. There's a lot of tropes. A lot of tropes. But that's because I've, I know a lot of stories, and I'm just like, okay, that's how these things go. Yeah. And what shocked me about the ending kind of jumping the way it did is I'm like, it, we're not going to, there isn't going to be like a, a Mucinex slug queen yeah, I was. You know really what I mean? Like, like it's we not building towards it. anything. Yeah. There's or like either like you keep that to the side. So in the next yeah. book, you know what I mean? Like there, there's gonna be a setup there. Yeah, we didn't fight the militia besides killing three of them. Yeah, you know the brother dies. You never really get revenge on them. Mm-hmm. Well, the brother died because of the mucinex. No, I know, I know. Leg. I'm saying, but but she gets one of them. Yeah, not the ones that killed the brother. Yeah, you know the old man isn't secretly the leader. Also, isn't secretly a monster. Thank goodness. The one reasonable guy. Yeah, one. And her dad and her brother. No, reasonable her dad guy. didn't listen. Um. Her dad didn't listen. And her brother, uh, her brother uh, only brought Max and magazines with him. Yeah, he didn't bring any food. food. Yeah, that was a bummer. No, it's fine. Okay. Listen, I'm going to say this wasn't my top rated book so far. Okay. I wasn't my favorite. I really enjoyed Mermaids and Blood Train more than this. Oh, well, yeah. Blood Train um, was much better. Yeah. And mermaids. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the next book, which I will post on the Instagram and our Patreon um, so that we can, anybody wants to read along, can. All right. And that's been our episode, everybody. Uh, please, if you uh, enjoy this, uh, like it, subscribe. You can always join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Pearlmania500. We thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you. And have yourself a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.